Welcome to the Platt Skeleton Podcast, where we bring local music to you. Thank you for supporting local artists here in Southern Utah. Welcome to the Plaid Skeleton Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and Austin can't be with us here today, but we have the lovely Archie yo, Anderson. Yo. What's going uh, on? Codename Jug. Jug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, yeah. thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, it's been so much fun to work with you on your last couple tracks, and um, you have a e- mixtape EP. Man, I got so much music. I have some singles first, definitely, and then an album probably. Something Most different. recent single is Bick, right? Bick, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I have a beat tape I just dropped recently too. Yeah. Jugs for Metals, is that what it's So called? I have Jugs for Metals and I also dropped Bread and Butter. Oh, Bread and Butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember we helped work on Heck that yeah. a little bit. You guys helped master it. It was really sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. It's well, so Archie, how did you get into like doing music? So I've always had music around since I was younger. I I remember my mom played the piano. And she taught us growing up. She taught me and my siblings. So that was kind of like my first look at music was just seeing my mom play the piano. And she played in church and stuff like that. And I remember in first grade, I vividly have a memory of I wrote a song for my class and I sang it for my class. And that was like my first time like writing some music, (laughs) which was pretty cool. Do you remember any of the lyrics now? It was, yes, actually I do. It was like... I want to be a rock star, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was, I vividly remember that line, yeah. So, like, the pipeline from piano playing in church to rap, Man. what was that, how's that? Well, so I grew up playing the piano, too, after she had taught me to play. She taught me to play piano, and I played that for, like, 10 years. And I also joined orchestra. And I, I had a love for hip-hop music since I was pretty young. I can remember being in third third grade, um, listening to, like, I listened, I think my first hip-hop listens was, like, Eminem and J. Cole. And I liked East Coast hip-hop. I didn't get into it too much when I was younger, but I do remember listening to some, some East Coast hip-hop and Childish Gambino. I had, like, Pandora music. And so I'd find lots of cool artists on there. Like I remember I, I came across Childish Gambino and I thought he I thought his music was weird at first, but he's come to be one of my favorite artists. Yeah, I remember listening to Childish in like I guess it was middle school, high school. Yeah. Um and it was just like yeah, it was the same thing, like, oh I don't know. And then like the more you listen to it, like just caught on. So what would you like how would you put yourself into that like realm of rap? Like where what kind of genre, what genre of rap, I guess, is the question I'm asking. So I'd like to say um, alternative hip-hop. Um, and I don't want to put myself in a box too much because I always want to be able to create whatever I'm feeling because I like so many different kinds of music across the board. But right now I make more kind of boom bap, um, alternative hip-hop, neo-soul kind of music. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I think through the way that you make your music, it's kind of like you have like a retro approach to it a little bit. Like you, I know you don't use like a DAW when you make your beats. Like you yeah. just go straight with your what's it called the my SP four hundred four. Yeah, your four hundred four. You just go straight into there. You sample. Do you sample records like so? I sample vinyls, or um, sometimes I'll find like really cool gems on on YouTube. And they'll just be recommended or I'll even sometimes I'll go on Spotify and I'll just go through like I'll find a cool old song I like and I'll go to its radio 
because you can create a radio station for it yeah. and then i'll just find songs like that there's so many different ways but i do when i started sampling i was sampling old 45s because i just have a huge box of them and then i started buying vinyls at the record store in town and sampling records so that's where i started sampling yeah yeah and that's like a really cool like old school approach and i think that kind of bleeds into the style of your hip-hop like you that boom bap the it really does feel like kind of nostalgic yeah is there do you feel like you relate more to the hip-hop artists of the like the 90s and 80s or are you kind of like a all-around that's a good absorber of rap (laughs) i so i like hip-hop music overall i think definitely back in the 90s there's so many there's like so many artists where i really am just very fond of their music and the sounds and the style that they were doing um and i like hip-hop now like i think there's a good amount of hip-hop people but i don't like as much rap music there's definitely a big difference in my mind between rap music and hip-hop music like rap is more of like yeah give me some examples some artists um no shade first of all because i do like some rap music and it's cool to me like i I like that's kind of where i started recording music but like dang like yeet no offense i never really have listened to yeet i just can't really get into it but i feel like that's more rap where it's kind of just like stuff like that and there's more like uh so trying to f- save words fast and not really about the it's yeah and it's not much. really about what you're saying as much it's because it's more about money i feel like in rap rap is more of a money game rather than hip-hop is like a it's a life it's a lifestyle it's a culture where they they care about music and i feel like rap is more like you care about money yeah okay in a way that's kind of the way i see it yeah i, I can see that yeah um so who are your favorite hip-hop artists now? Who's out there making some real hip-hop? So right now, I say J. Cole is pretty good. I haven't listened to J. Cole in a minute, but J. Cole is definitely up there. Kendrick Lamar is a great hip-hop artist. And even he's made some really experimental stuff with like To, to, to Kill a Butterfly, To Pimp a Butterfly. Excuse me. Um, I like Childish Gambino because he's not necessarily a hip-hop artist, but... I just like his discography because it's really broad. Yeah, it's broad. I love Tyler, the creator. I think he's doing some really cool stuff with hip-hop music. Earl Sweatshirt. Shout out Earl Sweatshirt, man. <laughs> That's sick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, there are, just owning a studio, like, we get 101 people saying, oh, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to be the next big rapper. Mm-hmm. But very rarely does someone actually come in and, like, lay down vocals on a track and it's like oh my gosh like this guy this guy <laughs> has it and what do you th- like i know what i think sets you apart from those guys but what do you think sets you apart from all the thousands of bedroom rappers man well because here's the thing i start when i started recording music that's exactly how i started honestly like my first song that i recorded and released was it was called the party like everybody in my high school knows if, if i mentioned that song it was like because we because we because we all up in the part like it was just stupid like that i think what sets me apart is i've always had a deep connection to music and it's not to me about popularity like i'm not making and creating to get famous um i'm i just love the music so i want to make something that's a true expression of myself and i want to stay true to myself in doing so and just create the best version of that and I think I have a firm why that I can stand on. 
like I have a, I have a I have a purpose rather than just like I'm creating blindly. And I think that helps set me apart because I'm able to go into creation with like a a something to stand on. Yeah. Something yeah. to get behind. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say what I think sets you apart is like the dedication. Huh. Like you said, you started off like all those other people, but like you just kept on going. And I think going is going to make you better. And that passion that you're talking about is what makes you keep going. That's the fuel yeah. for the train. And Man. I think you really got that. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I think anybody who listens to your music will agree with me. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not. I really appreciate that. That feels really good here. I definitely had lots of instances in the past years where I've, I've been sitting in my room just creating and creating and not even releasing, but it's been hard for me because I've just been, I've told myself hundreds of times, like, keep going. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I just got to keep moving forward and creating and I'm going to get towards something bigger. But that's definitely something is persistence and having faith in yourself and just the process is so big. If you don't have faith in yourself in the process, then nothing can come to be, yeah. honestly. And you were saying earlier, like, either we're creating, creating, and not releasing. Yeah. What do you think some of the biggest blocks to releasing are? Oh, my goodness. I was just reading about this today, actually, in The Creative Act by Rick Rubin. I'm reading that book, too. Oh, man, that's a great book. Uh, she, It's her book. We've She's letting me read it first. But, uh, um, man, I think the biggest things to that block you from putting music out is just hesitancy. Like your stuff can always be better. And I feel like some people, and I used to be so caught up in that of like, I would get to a point where it's ready to release. But I'm like, oh, but I want to change this. And something that it was talking about was just like, you're thinking of your art as like seeds. And eventually your seeds are going to be in a stage of fruition where they need to be released. And if you hold on to that for too long, it's going to kind of die. Um, so I think, also caring about what other people think like you need to like your music but don't be a perfectionist like definitely have a high standard for yourself when it comes to your art but don't let that get in the way of you dropping it because that's the most important part too yeah i heard i heard somewhere and i'm gonna steal this quote and say it's my quote <laughs> but i think like if you're not making music that you love like if you're not one of your top five favorite artists why like why are you making music right like only you have your music taste yeah so if you're making music with your music taste in mind and you don't like it like that's the thing so you have to make sure that it stands on you first before you release it absolutely i, I would definitely i've made lots of music where i just didn't like it too i feel like now is like my like i'd say some of my prime time thus far in my life where i'm making music that i genuinely would listen to which is important. I don't know why I wouldn't before, but yeah, it, it takes time to get to that. I yeah, like. like there's you have to hone that edge, like to be able to create what you like. Like yeah. sometimes you have it in your mind, but to, to get it out takes practice. Hmm. Um, so we've started working together just recently. And do you think that there's an advantage to coming to a studio as opposed to just doing it all by yourself? Okay, so this is a good question because I have been doing it all in my house by myself since I've started creating music. Well, that's a lie. Since I've made music here in Utah, I was working with another studio back where I'm from. And that's like, was my first interaction with the music studio and stuff like that. I think there's a big advantage to going into a studio 
And that's not to say that you shouldn't create music at your house if you have a good mic, a, a decent yeah. setup. But for me, it's like it's more of a ritual. Like, okay, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write this stuff because I'm going to the studio on Thursday or something like that. So it it kind of sets me up um, for success. And it's such a cool environment too. I think the environment that a studio can create is so important to creating. And it's just it's cool. Like you guys are great producers, engineers. You always make it sound good, which I may have not been able to do by myself, even if I just try to teach myself. So, and I'm, I'm like, as a studio owner, I'm gonna say something that will get me ostracized from all the other studio owners, but like. I firmly believe that you don't need a studio. Mm. There's an advantage to using it, yeah. and, but there are plenty of people out there who are good enough on their own and don't, uh, don't need it. Absolutely. But I still think collaboration yes. is more important. And I don't know how much me and Austin actually collaborate <laughs> with you because you come in fully formed. Like uh. It's watching a, a master piano <laughs> sit at the piano and just put out a con- concerto. Yeah. But like, I do enjoy the just the environment like while we're recording we're laughing we're having fun and it's just as much fun on the other side of the microphone right and i just want to let everybody know like aren't you like beyond being a great artist he's like a fun dude <laughs> yeah thank <laughs> you i appreciate that uh that collaboration is definitely something that i've been trying to step into more because that's just so fun and that's such a great part about art is just collaboration being able to that's definitely something I've been learning, I feel like, because it, it's kind of, I feel like as an artist, sometimes you have something that you want to express and you can get so caught up in that, that you forget that there's so many great artists out there who also have so many cool things that they can contribute and it can just be such a cool project. Yeah. I, didn't you, you did a collaboration with Dylan. Yes. Uh, we did an episode with Dylan a couple, oh. <laughs> a couple episodes back. But like, it was really fun to work on that track too because... Yeah. You guys have such different styles, but to try to blend that into one track was really cool. And yeah. What do you What do you think about like working with a singer songwriter? Like, how was that different? Oh there? man, I'd love to actually. I I definitely want to do more of that where I have. I feel like I have a decent voice where I can sing, but it's so fun working with another artist with another kind of voice, another style. Like you said, I think that just seeing someone else from their own perspective and their own kind of artistry mixed together with my style it's always so cool and and vice versa too i think that's the coolest part yeah um so uh another thing like you said this track that we just worked on and i can't remember its name it's um this one or the one i recorded today or the one with dylan the the one we recorded today today uh life goes on life goes on yeah. you said that it's brand new like that's like at this point three days old yeah <laughs> you wrote it for an open mic night Man, yeah, so uh, I was, I had just been at work that day, driving around in my car, I'm a delivery driver, and I listen to music, I listen to my beats, I listen to other beats to get inspired, and I found this dope sample, and I had just had it in my head all day, and I really wanted to do something with it, so I put, after work, I went to Cafe Elevato, um, my girlfriend was over there just working, so I want to say what's up, and I was just kind of jamming over there somebody playing the drums so i got up and was playing my bass and then uh she told me about the open mic night so i was like oh man like i have to do that i really want to do that so i was like okay i'm gonna go home i'm gonna make this beat and i'm gonna make a track to it and so i went home 
and I just immediately got to making this beat. I forgot to eat dinner, so I, <laughs> I was starving all night, but I got to making this beat, and it just came together so smooth. It was really crazy. Sometimes that's how it is, though. Things just come together so smooth, and you can't really second-guess it. You just kind of have to flow with it, but I, I made the beat, and then I started writing to it, and it just came out so smooth. It took me about two hours. Went to open mic night, and I was nervous because I've only performed one other time, and it wasn't my own music. Um, but it was really cool. Yeah, it went super well. And at the end, like everybody in the crowd was singing along with the last chorus that I had on there. It was so sick. It was like a out of body experience almost. Yeah. So that's like your second time playing live ever. Yeah. Do you see playing live more in your future? Absolutely. I've like I I have to do it now. I, I'm hungry for that now. Yeah. After doing it, I just can't stop thinking about it. Like I need. I want to do more and more. I've been going to this cafe recently, just playing my beats just because i like to play them and i think it's cool to get an audience sometimes so yeah, yeah it was definitely uh scary for me at first i think doing stuff like that kind of gets you out of that comfort zone so now i really want to do that yeah cool i look forward to seeing you <laughs> play live heck yeah um thanks for coming in i think that's all we have all right yeah, well thank you for having me it's yeah. such a cool interview i i love working with you and i think that everybody who listens to this podcast should follow the links we have spotify apple music um instagram mm. we'll make sure that those links are all on the bottom but absolutely yeah thank you Archie. no problem check out jason's music too because he's got some bangers thank you for listening to the plaid skeleton podcast for more information on us or our artists go to www.pladskeleton.com follow us on instagram for updates and special offers